Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor J.P. Troyo here. So glad that you're joining us today on our podcast. You're about to hear a message today from our weekend encounter. Uh, I pray that this message uh, encourages you, inspires you, and pushes you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to stay on track with what's going on at the church, we'd love for you to download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, or visit us on our website, www.oasischurchchicago.com. I'm praying for you, we're believing for you, and we trust that God's gonna continue to do great things in your life. God bless you. Now here's the message today. Amen, amen, amen. I'm just so thankful that Jesus is here today. I don't know about you, I don't, I don't show up to hear from Pastor JP <laughs> or hear from a good worship team. I, I wanna hear from God. And I pray that you hear from him today. Because one word from heaven can change years of bondage, of sin, of shame. It can transform in one one word. I, I pray today, though, even though some of you have been in this are in this room and you've possibly grown up in church, <laughs> you know all the lingo. I pray today that you get such a word from heaven that every relig- religious root that's taken place would be dismissed. Every image that you see of how church has been or the church has hurt you or the church has harmed you, it would be dismissed. Because what Jesus is here to do today, he's here to heal, he's here to restore, he's here to repair, he's here to bring hope, he's here to bring sight, he is here to do what only he can do, and that is in one word, change everything. And so today I just pray that you hear and receive from heaven and your life is different from the way you walked into these doors. How many of you know that's why we show up to church, to encounter the living God, to be changed, to, be, to, to, to walk in maybe having a terrible Saturday, a terrible week, but we can walk into his house and we can be built up, we can be strengthened, we can be encouraged, our heads can be lifted a little higher, our spirits can grow a little stronger. We don't just show up to church to check it off the list and say, we got brunch and we got the bears after this. We show up to church because we need the church, we need Jesus Christ, we need his spirit to come alive in us every single day. And so we gather in this place, I don't know who I'm preaching to, there's a really quiet church this morning. But at this church, we praise the living God. We worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. We don't build our lives on some soft foundation. We build our lives on a firm foundation in Jesus Christ. And I pray today, I pray today that you will encounter him even greater than you have maybe before. And so next week, we're going to be jumping into a new series. I pray you come. Don't miss it. It's going to be three weeks leading us into uh, the Christmas season. And I I really want to encourage you to come and just uh, receive. Do not miss if you can. Try to come all three weeks. They're going to build on top of each other. And I believe something. They're they're going to be a It's a series that um, is going to equip us. It's going to also challenge us. Okay? And you're like, I'm not coming. That word, I'm out. But it's going to challenge us, and it's going to challenge us in something that um, I really believe, yes, the church, but also uh, the evil one has really distorted a view of what it should be in the church. And so we're going to, we're going to do that, but I just have a, a sermon today that we like to call these here with our creative team. They're just a one-off message. It's just a single sermon standing by itself, and I pray that it helps us today. And um, I entitled this message, Why Are We Going This Way? Why are we going this way? If you have your Bibles, you can open them up to Exodus 13, 
verse 17. It's going to be up on the screen here. Context real quick, the people of God, the Israelites, they're held captive. You, many of you, whether you grew up in church or not, you've seen the movies. You've maybe, maybe, what's the dude's name, the brother, the old movie? Who, who was, who was, um, Charleston Heston, right? I heard another name, but yeah, yeah. I grew up watching these movies, Charleston Heston, let my people go, you know, type of thing. Um, and so the people of Israel are, are bound up, they're held captive, they're slaves, right, to Pharaoh. And the time has come right here in this moment, the time has come where, where Pharaoh uh, releases him because of the work that God had, had done among the land, among the people, what they've seen, all those things that happened, but ultimately God brought the release, right? And so now they are, they are on the move outside of slavery, okay? So, so freedom right now is happening, right? Freedom is happening. They, they were once slaves, but now they're walking free. And there's a very profound thing that happens here, and I want to encourage us and, and, and just teach on it today. Exodus 13, 17 through 22. It says this, when Pharaoh finally let the people go, let me just say something. Pharaoh didn't let them go. God is the God that brings release, God will work through people, right? He will, he, will, he, will sh- he will move through people to, but ultimately, guys, it is God who's gonna bring the release on your life. I'm telling you something. Listen, listen, listen very clearly. You're caught in addiction. You're caught in bondage. You're caught in sin. You're caught in all those things that the church just is like, hey, you can think good thoughts. You'll be good. No, 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 no. It is only by God and his great mercy through Jesus Christ that you will be set free. And when you are set free, you are free indeed. You are no longer bound. You are no longer the people that you used to be. It is only God. I'm preaching to maybe four people in this place. It's Jesus that sets you free. Nothing else. Guys, listen, I'm all about counseling. Full transparency, your brother, pastor, I go. Why? I'm crazy. I go. I talk. I, I learn. I discover. I, I, I get his word. I, I talk to people. I have my accountability group, my men. But ultimately, it's only through Jesus Christ and his blood that I'm set free. Nothing else. There's no other way. There's no other option except Jesus. So yeah, Pharaoh let these people go. I'm yelling and we're in the first four words. of the... Pharaoh let him go, but it was God. Moving in his heart that let the people go. God, and, then, and then it says something. This is, this is the whole message right here, but we're going we're gonna to read a little more. God, God, this one messes with me. God did not lead them along the main road that runs through the Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route. Even though that was the shortest route to the, to the what? Promise land. <laughs> It was the shortest way to the, it wasn't like it was the shortest way to McDonald's. It wasn't the shortest way. It was the shortest way to where? The promised land. God said, if the people, though, are faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. Wait, they were, yeah, yeah, they were slaves. They set free, they're walking. But if if they encounter a battle right now in this moment, guess what they're going to choose? Slavery over freedom. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness towards the Red Sea. Thus the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph. This is fulfillment of, uh, of, of a request from Joseph prior. He said, hey, my, the people will go and get into the promised land. So they, they took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the sons of Israel swear to do this. He said, God will certainly come to help you. When he does, you must take my bones with you from this place. The Israelites left Sukkoth and encamped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. The Lord went ahead of them. 
The Lord went where? Ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud, and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night. And the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. A scene, a moment, a powerful moment. Why are we going this way? Have you ever asked that question? Especially in the car? Two of us. The rest of you are awesome. I want you as passengers. I'm the worst passenger. I'm, I'm just the worst co-pilot passenger in a car. I, if Rachel's driving, I'm asking her every time, why are you taking this way? Why are you turning down this road? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? We've worked on our marriage and just made sure that I don't get in the car with her. And if I do, I drive. <laughs> but I'm the guy that's always like, why? 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 This? this? No, no, no. There's, there's better. I know better. Come on, just my pride. I know better, Rach. I, I know better. She's so grace-filled. But recently, I was, I was in an Uber, and I was on the very north end of the city. I was on the north side of the city, and I jumped in an Uber. And, and this guy, this brother, he was definitely a former taxi driver. Like, I think he was from New York. New York taxi cab drivers, they're nuts. How many of you have ever been to New York and gotten a taxi? I was pleading the blood of Jesus over that taxi car when I was in New York. Every time I get in one. They're crazy. This guy got, I got into his camera. I jumped in and, he, and, I, and I told him, he's like, John, yeah, yeah, John. And I said, okay, cool, take me. And I was coming to Pil I was coming here to Pilsen. And, and um, this dude just starts gunning it. But what he does is he completely goes off of the way that I believe is the shortest route. That the GPS is telling him is the shortest route. This guy literally, does, he's driving, he sees something, he goes, hey, you, you, you good with me, me leading this? I said, not really, but uh, okay, like I'm back here, you're up there, like it's cool. And he shuts the GPS off. And I was like, I really got to get home. Like, where are, you know, then all these, I, I go from like worst case to like zero to 100. I'm like, this is it for me, texting Rach, like, see you never, I love you. Like, and he just goes, and he gets off the highway, and he starts whipping around these side streets, and he has, he doesn't, and Chicago's crazy to drive in if you don't know these streets. He starts whipping in and getting in, and I'm like, man, what is this doing? And I said, sir, 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 wouldn't the highway be, be the faster route? He said, no, no, brother, what you don't know that I know that on my way here, I saw a terrible accident coming southbound on 9094. The GPS doesn't even know yet. It is so backed up. It's going to be so backed up that we would be sitting on the highway for, man, a long, long time. Yes, I am taking us what seems to be the longer route instead of the fast route. Because how many of you know the expressway is supposed to be faster? And it really never is, but it's supposed to be. He's like, I'm going to, instead of taking the faster route, I'm going to go the longer route and you'll get there sooner. And I was like, how do I do the math? 30 minus 10. Like, how does that? He's like, it may seem longer, but we won't be sitting. You won't have to miss your meeting. I will get you there. How many of you know this guy got me here? And he got me here faster than what the GPS told us we would get here. This guy knew something better than I did. He knew the way to go. He knew that it may appear to be longer. It wasn't the direct route. It wasn't the fastest route, but it was the route that was protected. It was the route that I wasn't going to have to waste time. It was the route that it was going to it was going to get me to where I needed to go, the destination that I needed to get. I had to go that way. Even though I'm asking, "Hey, why are we doing this? Why are we going this way?" Have you ever Felt like you're just on the long path. Let's have an honest moment here, church. Yeah, thank you. You're like, God, I'm done with the season of being in a long season. I'm done with the, the long path. 
I would really like just, just for a moment, God, just please bless your brother. <laughs> just give me just one short season. <laughs> and I promise you I'll show up to your house every day and praise you. <laughs> I promise I'll give 10% more. Just get me out of it. Come on, don't act like y'all never done this. <laughs> Like we pray, God, just give me, give me the shortest way. Give me, give me my destiny. Give me my purpose. Give me that thing. Give me that relationship. Give me, hello, give me that job. I promise you, if you just give it to me quick, I will praise you with everything inside of me. What if he needs to take you the long way today? What if God's actually got his, your best interest in mind more than you think he does? What if he has more to see for you than you can see for yourself? Because this is the God we serve, right? The long way stinks. It's not cool. It's not fun. It's hard. It's pressing. It feels really rough sometimes. It feels tough. You're just like, when are we going to get there? What if God's saying, yo, I got you. By my spirit, I, I have you. Hey, hey, don't, don't, don't worry. I have you. Come on, anybody thankful that we can call upon God and he can be in control of our lives? He can be in control of our leading. His his timing. Guys, I've come to learn this more than ever before. As a young guy, but leading and and, and pastoring and shepherding people, I've come to learn that God's timing is actually 99, uh, let me say this, 1,000% better than my timing. Like, like I know we say that God's timing is perfect. You ever go get, like, ask somebody for help, and you're talking to them, and the guy just says, God's timing is perfect. And you're like, Man, I'm going to somebody else. <laughs> it's true. But you know what I've come to find out? That those people that I go and talk to them about this, and they say it with such confidence, like, hey, God's timing is way better than your timing, JP. And I'm like, no, I'm finding someone else. To get. I've come to realize that they're right. That God's timing is way better than my timing. God knows what he's doing. Can we agree with that? Even if you believe in him or not today, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's up to. He knows what you need before you even know what you need. Whew. And so the people have been in captivity. They're finally about to walk out of this uh, bondage, of this slavery. And (laughs) Scripture says that the Lord makes them go a roundabout way, a a way that's longer, a way that is going to take them. Some some people believe just based off of maps and all that stuff and the the, the history, it it would believe to be maybe three, maybe four, some say five days longer on foot. These, These brothers and sisters, they weren't walking with like new balances. They didn't have nice hiking boots. Did they? Did they? I, I'm going to go with no. They were just bound in slavery. They were probably not very clothed well for the terrain. They didn't probably have the proper shoes in. And they now have to walk. They, they didn't get Ubers back then. They didn't call the horses and be like, yo, come pick me up. I'm ready. Like, they didn't have that. You with me? You get this? This is, this is not like this. Oh, they just had to walk four days. What's the big deal? This is a massive deal. This is a big, big deal that they had now, instead of going directly to where they were going, which was the promised land, God's saying, hey, yeah, yeah, cool. I got to get you go around a couple days more. God, yo, (laughs) we were just slaves. They didn't feed us. They didn't give us nutrients in our bodies. I don't have the proper equipment to hike. I don't got a canteen filled with water. God, what are you doing? Hey, my people, I know what I'm doing. Hey, my people, I, I know what I'm doing. You can ask me why we're going this way, but I know why. And so they begin to walk. They begin to move. It's just a classic move by God. 
I, do you ever laugh with God? Because if you don't, you should. I, I laugh with God all the time. I'm like, oh man, dude, that was, that was a good one. Got, got it. And I'm not saying they're here side story. I'm not saying this is God, but like recently I, I was playing soccer and I ruptured my ACL. And um, yeah, it's awesome. And um, yeah, I have surgery coming. It's awesome, amazing. Um, pray for my wife. Um, and I was sitting on the ground after it happened. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying this is God, right? God doesn't hurt, but, but I, I, I've been going way too fast. Like, I, I've, been, I've been trying to make things happen way too quick. And I remember sitting there, and a couple of the guys were there, and my cousin Nate shares, he, he said that as if I, I just sat on the ground and I was just staring out into the, like, abyss. Like, oh, no. But what was actually happening was the Lord's like, Jay, I got you, and I need you to slow down a little bit. You know what I said back? God? <laughs> Could you just have, like, told me that? <laughs> Could you just, like, just drop that somewhere? Like, let somebody else, just, you had to go and do that. No, he said, no, you, did, you played soccer when you shouldn't have been playing soccer. You're 33, retire, you're done. The glory days are over. That's what God said to me. I just remember, slow down. I, it's my timing. Stop rushing. Stop trying to make things happen. Stop trying to kick down. You know when you kick down doors, there's debris everywhere? Do you ever kick down a door? Don't. No hands. Did you ever run through a door? My hand's up. It doesn't feel good. Yeah, college days, stupid. Um, there's debris everywhere. It's chaos. It hurts. Do you know the proper way to go through a door? When it opens up. How many of you would rather God open up doors for your life than you running through them? Because some of y'all in this room, you're trying to run through doors and you're getting hurt. You're getting destroyed. You're getting reckless. And God's like, yo, I got you. My timing is good. I'm going to let you through the door that I need you to go through. Yo, people of Israel, as I lead you out of slavery, I'm still in control. This is preaching to somebody. So, so I want us just to learn here. I want us to build trust here with God. Two points today. Two points. To help us know that, yeah, we're going this way, but... He's up to something. Come on, can we just believe God's up to something in every, I believe God's up to something in every single one of your lives. Like he's up to something because he cares for you so much. Jesus is mad crazy about y'all. It's mad crazy. The first is this, God knows better than we do. <laughs> just a flat out truth. I don't need to come up with any sort of rhyme or just God knows better than JP does. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm grateful for that. It's really hard to say, but I'm grateful that God knows better <laughs> than I ever will. He leads me and you in a direction, though, that you are ready for. Okay. So it says he, he let him out of the, the slavery. He gets him out of Egypt, and it says he takes him a roundabout way because he knew, he knew, what was ahead? And what was ahead was the Philistine army, a very strong army, an equipped army, an army that would literally just destroy. These people were not ready to fight a battle, okay? You with me? Nod your heads. So they were not ready to fight. They were weak. They were starving. They were probably, all sorts of things. Just think about how long they were in slavery for, doing what they were doing. They were a weak nation, and they would start to walk towards the promised land, and God takes them a roundabout way. Why? Because he knew what they were ready for. And what he knew they weren't ready for was to go and encounter outposts of a military that would destroy them. 
Okay? So, so, so God knows better. He, he knows which way to go. See, the road that they could have taken, the road was a shorter route. It, it, it was believed to have a better way to buy food. They could, have, they could have received water. They could have had all this stuff provided for them if they would have went the shorter route. But how many of you know they probably would have died? <laughs> what? They probably would have died. <laughs> they probably would have been in prison or died because the Philistine army would have said, Yo, y'all don't belong in this land. We're going to kill you. Now, that's crazy and drastic, right? But how many of you would rather lean on God, having him be your guide, having him be your steps, having him direct you, and saying, God, I trust you. I don't know what you're up to, but it's better than me choosing death. Okay, all right. All right. See, the character of Jesus is this. He knows He knows. He knows you. He knows what you need. He knows what's in front of you. He knows what's around you. Jesus knows. It says that all the the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are found in Jesus, Colossians says. It says that all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are found in Jesus Christ. So what it's saying is, hey, you need wisdom? Call upon Jesus. You need direction? Call upon Jesus. You need to know which way to go? Call upon Jesus. He has it all, and it's a hidden treasure that some of you haven't tapped into because you're still trying to go your own way. You're trying to take the shorter route instead of going the God route. Is this helping anybody today? Because I believe something. If we could be a church that says, you know what? I don't care if it takes us 10 years. I don't care if we don't see it in 20 years. Now, I believe God's going to do supernatural things in through this church. Now, I'm not like, i got to preface God and tell him, i got to give him an excuse. I'm not giving him an excuse. But I'm saying, <laughs> if God has us go this way a little bit longer, I'm good with it, as long as God's in front of me. That's all I want. If God's going to call us this way, me and Rach, then if he's in front of us, I'm good. Why? He knows better than I do. His leading is much stronger than my leading. Dad's in the room. Lean into God by his spirit. Lean into Jesus to lead your family. We're called to lead men. I love you. I'm going to come at you for a moment. I'm going to read all your mail. We are called to lead in grace and love And in truth, that's a quiet amen in this church. (laughs) Like hiding, all the men are like, oh. No, fellas, listen. Let God lead you before you lead anybody else. Real talk. Let God lead you before you lead anybody else or anything else. Let God lead you first, because he knows better than you know. Jesus is always the right way. You've ever had to come to a crossroads where you've you got to figure out which way to go? And you don't know? Like, like, I've been there many times. And oftentimes, I've, see, this is a learning thing. You learn in faith as you go. This is a journey. I'm not, I'm, we've never here, we never will be people that are like, you've got to get this all now. This is a journey. And we're just here to encourage and inspire you and help you and push you to Jesus. But there's been plenty of times where I've been in a crossroad wondering what to do. How do I do this? Where do I go? What's going on? And I always, somehow, always find the easier route. <laughs> I always do. Sometimes it's a gifting. I find the easier way to go. I find the, the, the way that's not as hard or it's not as pressing. And I believe in this season in my life, God's saying, Jay, I got to get you to go the long way. I got to build some spiritual muscle in you. Anybody need some spiritual muscle? My hand's up. I got to get you to, to, to go. I'm going to get you to where I need you to go, but I got to get you just around a few more things. I got to teach you some wisdom. Yo, yo, uh, Nate, will you go stand back there in the second room? Just go stand back there. This is coming to me right now. Just go stand dead center right behind you, bro. I think there's a couple people where the gap is. Yeah. Yeah, right there. That's good. 
Nate, you're awesome. I love you. To get to Nate, right? This is just coming to me. I hope this makes sense. Just If it doesn't, just praise the Lord. If Nate's there and that's where God's called me to go and that's who God's called me to, to, to it, that's where he's calling me to go. What's the easiest route? To walk down this aisle. How many of you know I can get to Nate a lot faster going this way? This is easy, right? I didn't have to touch none of y'all. I didn't have to talk to none of y'all. I didn't have to hug none of y'all. I'm here. Quick. No pain. No sacrifice. No sacrifice needed. I'd have to give up my time, my energy, nothing. Nothing. I just get to Nate easy. It's super easy. Hey, brother, God loves you. And what I think God's calling us as a church is say, hey, if you went the easy route, what if you went the longer route, JP? What would happen if you start taking the longer route? What, what, what type of influence would you, how you doing? How many more people would you interact with? How many more people would you touch? How you doing? How you doing? You good? You good? You going well? Hey, 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 you know what? Can, can, I, can I learn from you? Can I learn from you? Because there's something that God's doing in and through you that I need to learn. So if I went, if I went the, the, the shorter route, I wouldn't have this moment of encounter. I wouldn't have this time of, of maybe learning from somebody else. Because, you know, as the body of Christ, we should be learning from everybody. You know, if I just, yeah, thank you. Make it, you can, you know, just leave your feet. I'll, I'll crawl over because it's the harder way. It's all, how you doing? You good? You good? Everything good? Like, like this, see what I'm saying here? Like God sometimes doesn't call us to the easy life. Let me say it this way. He's never called us to easy he said, yo, I'm going to take you in places and spaces that you need to go so that I can build my kingdom, so that I can touch people, so that you can be ready to influence more people. If I took the shorter route, I wouldn't learn. I wouldn't learn. Then bring it up. Thanks, Nate. I wouldn't, I wouldn't learn. Like, like in my life, like I was like, I got the call to ministry, right? I'm going to bring this home. We're going to the second point. We're going to worship God. I got the call to ministry, and I was like, I'm ready. You know when you first get saved, you're like all on fire for the Lord? Oh, don't act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Somebody like, I've been on fire for the Lord since day one. I need to hang with you. Like, I want, I got the call to ministry. I'm like, I'm ready. He's like, cool. You're going to stay at this university that you've been with for a couple years. You're going to stay probably, ah, I don't know, maybe five, six, seven more years. I'm like, ah. He's like, and I'm going to teach you how to do ministry. And God placed me in a position of being a resident director and a football chaplain. Over a hundred something guys. You want to talk about learning ministry? Do it with a bunch of dudes. That are just like, we want to play football. I'm like, yeah, but Jesus loves you. Yeah, I know, but I want to, I want to go, you know, smack that guy. Why am I talking in this voice? What I'm getting at is this. The easy route was for me to say, God, thank you for the calling. I got it. I'll figure it out. Instead of saying, God, you know what? You have me here. I'm going to stay here. And I'm going to take the longer way. And I'm going to learn. And I'm going to grow. And I'm going to be faith-filled. And I'm going to be spirit-filled. And I'm going to dive into your word. I'm going to get stronger every day. Yeah, because what's ahead of me, you see better than what I see. See what he saw? What he saw if I would have taken the shorter route? This would never be here because I would have jacked it up. I would have jacked it up. I would have messed it up. He sees better than I see. He sees better than you see. you got to lean into him you got to press into them. The Spirit of God will lead you in the way we need to go, not in the way we want to go. The Spirit of God will lead you in the way you need to go, not in the way you want to go. When you became a Christian, you said, Lord, be the Lord over my life, right? Well, no, I just prayed Savior. Well, when you invite Jesus in, he becomes the Lord over your life. Let me just say this today, church. And what that means is he's in charge. He's in charge. 
okay? He sees more than you see. Thank him for that. God anticipated the danger ahead. He knew that there was a military there. He knew there were outposts. He saw it. See, what I love about God the Father is he sees your destiny before you see it. Jesus Christ knows your destiny more than you do. So why not lean into him and tap into it and let him show you? This is, is this helping anybody today? Okay. I love this story. And I know there's a lot more to this story, but he takes in the long way. After just being slaves. Why? He, I believe something too. I think God wanted to say, how much, <laughs> how strong is your faith? Did you just want to be released and now you're good? Or do you actually want me every day? Do you want me every hour? Do you actually want me in the mountaintop and in the valley? Or do you just want me in the valley? How many of you know I'm praying that this church would want God in every season of life? In the valley and in the mountaintops. Whatever he may call you to go, I want you to have Jesus with you every day. I think he needed to say to his people, hey, do you really want me? Because I know better than you do. I got better for you. Just press into me, lean in to me. And the second thing is this. This is what I love. So if we go the God way, if we, and guys, this is hard, okay? Listen, I'm not standing up here going, I, I've nailed it every time. I've missed more than I've hit, okay? Can I say that to you? Can I be honest? I've, I've swung and missed plenty of times. I've swung and missed this week, right? But what I hope is, is that the more you keep swinging, you're gonna hit one right? And you're going to, you know, the more you're swinging, you could go back to the Father and be like, I, I thought this was you, but it wasn't. <laughs> and I'm sorry, can you, can you realign me? Can you adjust me back? Can you get me right back on the right course? Even if it's the roundabout way, can you just get me back on course? Because I want to hear your voice. I want to know what you have to say. Guys, this, this takes practice, okay? And there's grace, and there's mercy when you step out, and you're like, yo, I, I thought this was God, and it wasn't. You know what he is? He's a grace-filled, merciful God, and it'll and and call you back. Okay, come on. I'm going to get you back. So, like, guys, this isn't like you're going to wake up tomorrow. Maybe, but m maybe not all of us will wake up tomorrow. And we're going to try to swing being like, this is where God's called me. I know I'm talking to somebody in this room. This is where God, I think it's God. And you go and you step and he wasn't there. I'm not saying he's not around you. I'm not saying he's covering you, but, but it wasn't for you. You with me? Is this, is this helping anybody? So what you do is you go back and say, okay, God, I thought this was you. I thought this was your voice. I thought this was your leading. Help me to hear your voice better. Help me to understand your leading better because I know that where you're at, I want to be. This is good. I'm preaching to myself. Second thing is this. God's way is promised to be protected. You choose to go the God way, I guarantee it's promised to be the protected way. It says this in verse 20 and 22. Your day will be provided by fire and a cloud. During the day, a cloud will cover you. A pillar of cloud will cover them. It covered them. And by night, a pillar of fire. What that was a symbol of, I, I, believe, actually, I, I believe that it was an actual pillar. Okay, I'm just saying. What it showed everybody, what it showed that whole people of Israel was, whoa, God's in control. God's here. And he's protecting us. And he's watching over us. How many of you saw that? If you saw that image then, what would you, what, I don't know what else I would think. This is crazy. Like I'd get my phone out and record it and be like, no one's going to believe me. But God is so good that he is going to protect us when we are walking the God way. Even though he took him on the longer way, the longer way was still the God way. And in that, it was the protected way. 
guys, this is good. So see, what happens is we don't like the long way because we want to go quick. And what happens is we take our sides out, we take ourselves outside of covering. Young church people here get covered by the church, by God, by counsel. It is so important. A covering is crucial. It's so important. Well, I'm just doing my own thing. I'm just out here rogue. You know the worst Christian is a rogue Christian? I, I don't like saying that, but it's true. Well, I don't need the church. I'll figure it out on my own. That's not what Jesus died for. Okay? So when you go that way and it seems longer, stay under covering because it's protection. It's wisdom. It's discernment. And here's the thing. I'm almost done. The protection doesn't dismiss bad things from happening. Come on, you with me? Don't like, don't like read that and be like, well, where are all the, why are all the bad things happening? Why, why does tragedy happen? It's, it's, it's life. We're fallen. It's humans, right? Sin. It's never, until Jesus returns, it's not going to change. What our job is, is to bring light to the tragedy, light to the pain, I'm pre- light to the sorrow. What it is is saying God can still protect me in the midst of a car accident, in the midst of rehabilitation, in the midst of trying to get better. God can still protect us when there is pain, when there is tragedy, when there is heartache, because it's the God way. He, if you're walking with God, he promises us protection. Does he, Pastor? Does he really? You know how many scripture verses there are in the Bible about God protecting us? A whole bunch. (laughs) See what I did there? A lot. And what they are, they're promises for us to grab. Do you know the promises of heaven aren't just for us to say, that's really good, brother. What they are for is they're for us to grab and to say, seal those in my heart. Oh, seal those. Oh, God, I, 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 I can read, read five words in the Bible. I'm like, oh, man, I needed that. Thank you. Seal that. Protect me. Watch over me. Oh, God, you're so good. Scripture talks all about it. Because see, okay, here's our hope today. You ready for this? You ready? Two of us. Are you ready? Because these are promises. You better grab a hold of these today. Because when you go the God way, you're going to be protected. When you choose God's spirit to lead you and guide you, direct you through Jesus Christ, he will protect you. It is our portion. It is our promise. It is what we get to hold on to. Psalms 34, 7 through 9. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him and lack nothing. Psalms 23, 1 through 7. The Lord is my shepherd. Woo! I shall not need anything. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Anybody thankful that he leads us beside quiet waters? Quiet waters! He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake, the right path. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Psalms 32. This is so good. You are my hiding place. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Nay, I'm going real old school, real old school, real old school. Nahum. (laughs) Y'all know that's in the Bible. Nahum. Nahum 1-7. For the Lord is good. 
a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. He cares. Psalms 3, 3 through 5. But you, Lord, are my shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. Isaiah 43, 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fires, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. This is good. This is scripture. I'm almost done. 2 Thessalonians 3. But the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Isaiah 54, 17. You know what's awesome about Isaiah 4, 17? The weapons may be formed, but they ain't going to prosper. The weapons may come, but they ain't going to harm me. I am secure. I am found in Jesus.